times. And what did really discourage me about the military at that point, or that branch of the military, is that people wouldn't be coming back from leave. Only I think they allowed 5% on leave because uh -huh. they were all detained inside the, inside right. the camp. They were afraid someone would split. And uh, naturally, they'd come back, they'd be bringing liquor for the guys inside. Uh -huh. They'd say, hey, Joe, bring me back a pint of this or that. So as they come in, the guys would have bomb, they got a pint sticking out of them, one pint sticking, and they had to confiscate it. Give them a slip, put it in a, in a box, and then some of them they'd be hidden pretty well, you know, so you made a point not to notice it. <laughs> but the reason for that was after uh, 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 each shift, they had to take the box and bring it over to the officer's club. So the officers were living high on the hog on this liquor, the poor <laughs> bastards that were going to go over uh -huh. and die. I said, well, they, I didn't like that. I didn't take too good to that. Sure. If it was destroyed, it was one thing. But they went over to the officers' club, and they went on the bar, and they poured out, you know, scotch and uh, gins and what else. And then another thing, uh, there was a lot of uh, muggings down there, what we call muggings today. Okay. It was mostly the taxi guys. See, Camp Harahan, I'd say, was about 12 miles out of New Orleans, right underneath the Huey Long Bridge. What was happening, the guys would go to town, and they uh -huh. had money. They came from wealthy families, had plenty of money. They'd go out and have a good time, woman, whatever. Then they'd get a taxi to come back. They wouldn't come back with the regular trucks. You know, the fellows had to meet at a place where the trucks would right. be there, and they'd all get in and come back to camp. But the fellows with money, they'd hire a cab, be bombed out, and on the way back they'd pass out, and they'd be rolled. The cab would pull over, uh -huh. go through their pockets, dump them in the ditch, and go back. So what we'd do, my partner and I, we'd lay on the side of the road, and we'd wait. And you could see down in the bayous, it's thick uh, cypress trees. And there's just a channel where the light comes through because of the road. And as dark as it was, you could always figure where the road was. So we'd lay on the side and we'd wait. We'd see a taxi coming, you know, coming from a long distance. Go by, okay, didn't bother. Then another one comes. All of a sudden the lights would go out. Oh man, turn on the ignition and we'd take off. No lights, you know, take off, follow the road. You just about could make out the road in that dark bike. Uh -huh. We go 60 miles an hour, we got about there, we put the lights on, we catch the guy rolling the guy in the ditch. The club busted all the windows in the taxi cab, beat the hell out of the guy, took hmm. the drunk, put him in, the, in, the, in our Jeep, and took him back to camp. Nothing was ever said. Because they knew damn well, they complained, they were in trouble. Did that twice, and then it stopped. But then I, I became disillusioned, because you know, the fellows there were it's a different breed. I don't uh -huh. know what it is. They, they turn you in, they turn on you. Everybody was vying for the next position. So I put in for the paratroops. I waited. Three weeks went by, and I knew they they needed uh, recruits. I went in. I never figured the man's name was Sergeant Flood. I went in. I says. Uh, Nothing come through, my transfer. No, not yet. So I make out the papers again with the clerk there. He said, maybe they went astray. So I go over there and made them out. Waited another week. In the meantime, I'm nervous. A couple of guys needle me. I wanted to get out. Uh, but you don't like this place, you know. 
Give me a deal. One big fellow in, in the mess hall. See, in the mess hall, we had to go in the compound. The prisoners ate. Then we had to leave our guns in, except for the guards on the outside. Mm -hmm. And we went in, we ate, and then we'd come out. And the one fellow, big Polish fellow, he kept needling me. Ah, when are you getting out? When are you getting out? So that day I went back in, the third time. I says, uh, well, I don't know. I says, well, look, I've been waiting now. What is it, three, four weeks, five weeks? He says, well, make out the papers again. He pulls the drawer out of the clerk. Now you know your own signature. You can pick it out ten feet away. And if all the papers in I seen one paper I could make out my signature. I reached right down the drawer and I pulled it out. They never processed it. Man, I was like a wild man. I went out there, stormed out, it was just lunchtime. Checked in my weapon, went inside the missile, and a guy gave me the needle. And the worst time he could have done it. I would whack him right in the